on this episode of the AIE podcast. We're dividing. No, no, we're heading into the Division 2. Ah, well, if we're not dividing, then we're multiplying. Wow, guilds. And we're celebrating Star Wars. It's the Chicago way. And speaking of those celebrations, let's have a festival in ESO. And also, a new TFO has been released in Star Trek Online. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 316 of the podcast celebrating you, the LA Acta Est gaming community, the Die Has Been Podcast. This is Mucow. And to my virtual left over there somewhere is Tetsemi. Greetings, gamers. Oh, wait, I stole your catch line. Darn it. Uh, I have a spreadsheet somewhere with opening lines. Maybe that'll help. That's funny you say that because now I have a spreadsheet, but it's more for other things. So. <laughs> oh, okay. We've just swapped virtual yeah. places. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm searching for a new car. So, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 But, uh, but yeah, and uh, there's an empty chair um, that's not being taken up by Makala right now. She has traveled back to ye olde times in real life. Yes. Sounds like fun. But uh, other than that, uh, this week we are talking with ourselves as we catch up on what you've been up to in gaming and in real life. But we'll dig more into that shortly, since that's probably going to be the bulk of what we're talking about. Instead, let's focus on this week's news. AIE News. Now, in streaming and guild podcast news, we have SWOTOR Escape Podcast 284 behind, or dev behind the curtain. We have SEMA, Max the Gray, and Astromech EBC 284 stop by the PTS, that's the public testing server, to check out the new preview window and talk about the behind-the-curtain developer blog post. Sounds meaty. Before that, uh, we had the uh, Escape Podcast 283, which was talking about the Dreadmasters from Section X to Oricon. Uh, where SEMA, Max, and Astromech EBC 283 ride the Dreadmaster lore train from Section 8X to Oricon. Now, in... Which one's that one? Ah, yes. Working class nerds. Um, they had episode 40. Is John Redden really the Night King? <laughs> uh, uh, Marcus and Nick are joined by Dr. John Redden, professor in physiology and neurobiology department of University of Connecticut to talk old school MMOs, their upcoming journey to PAX East, and what they're looking forward to in the final season of Game of Thrones. Isn't everyone? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, before that, episode 39 was Captain Marvel and the Adventures endgame trailer number two. Uh, Nick and Marcus were joined by WCN's resident comic book expert, Ariel, in, uh, in a discussion about Captain Marvel and the new trailer for Avengers Endgame. Very good. Uh, spoiler alert, however, to avoid Captain Marvel spoilers, stop listening at 2337. Yep. We actually just went to see that for the second time today. So. Yes, very good movie. Well worth it. at least two viewings just to pick up on some of the Easter eggs and other things. Yep. 
in mandatory fun night information where the fun is mandatory, but attendance is not. Uh, again, a couple games, you know, moved. So if you're just coming back after a month off or so, especially for the free WoW weekend, uh, just pay, you know, kind of look over the schedule because it has moved. On Monday nights, uh, we have Guild Wars 2 at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. On Tuesday nights, we have SWOTOR at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's 8 p.m. Central for Max's time zone. Wednesday, Final Fantasy 14, 10 p.m. Eastern. Friday, ESO at 9 p.m. Eastern. Saturday, New Braid in WoW at 11 p.m. Eastern. And Sunday, Star Trek Online at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Lots of fun being had. It's mandatory. Attendance yep. isn't, though. Nope. All right. In Imperium Luddai News, we have the Nomads. A-I-E Namdas. Um, fun with Latin words. It, they are in Division 2. Um, they started watching, uh, playing uh, with the launch of the game. 18 members strong, and the clan has reached rank 10 already. A handful of players are already level 30 and doing world tier 4 content. Exciting. All right. And in WoW news, dun, 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 oh, this just in, many accents were mangled to bring you this news. AIE News Bulletin. Have you heard the news? Apparently, after more than 10 years, Molten Core is frozen over. That's right. Aleyakt Est now has an alliance co-guild right here on Earth and Ring. We now have a home for our alliance alts. So go ahead, grab your old human and night elf characters or roll up one of them new allied races and get your butts into that alliance guild. It's as easy as ever to get an invite. Just drop your character app in the system and jump in the Alliance Side Blizzard community or the LFO channel in Discord and an officer will hook you right up. It's true. I've heard the voice of Azeroth and she cries out in glee that we finally brought balance to the factions. For the Horde and the Alliance. So, just so you know, the, the, the accent is not mandatory. Please please don't feel the accent <laughs> mandatory when playing on the Alliance side. <laughs> I, I, I just don't know how to follow that, Max. <laughs> that was just... Oh, that was a combination of so many Star Wars segment Easter eggs and everything else. It was just awesome. Yeah. Uh, just a reminder, so the Alliance races are now available in Umami. Uh, when you do the drop down, it's still going to say Horde, but just put in, you know, Dark Iron Paladin, and we'll flip it to Alliance when we accept the app and send out the email. Um, also, keep an eye out in LFO Discord. If your main account is a Gmail account, for some reason, it's eating our, our approval emails. So we'll announce in there when the, when the apps are approved or just pop in and say, Hey, can someone check my app? Um, and don't worry about the character limit. It's still level two, still limited to 100. We uh, don't mind what you put in there. So you, you're all good. And there's a guild post. If you want more information, um, AIE rules are the same for both sides, you know, world PVP, 
uh, war mode on. You're going to run into AIE people playing on Earth and Ring on either side. So have fun. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, there was also a WoW Q&A uh, this Thursday. There was a pretty big discussion of a level squish or something to do to not make the 1 to 120 journey so daunting especially to new players or players you know going through it on their you know 13th alt and and trying to level it up to get the uh allied race armor and that sort of thing there's there's nothing probably nothing coming this expansion but they're talking about it for the next expansion how they're going to figure out how to still make the content relevant but make the journey through the content you know, quicker and the overall picture less daunting. Um, also, if you're a fan of transmog and you want to look like Tapartos with the, uh, you know, the paladin, the yeah, the paladin without the the shirt on and the, you know, the the holy paladin look or the retribution paladin look. Good news, they got you covered. You will soon be able to hide every single armor slot except your pants. Pants are mandatory, apparently. Um, and uh, hopefully this will open up a little bit of a market for tailors because if you hide all the armor slots, you can still see the shirt or the tabard. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see what kind of fun combinations, especially for like monks. I can see a lot of uh, shirtless monks with, you know, just like some cl- cloth looking pants or leather looking pants on. So that'll be fun. Um, and they also covered the discussion of the removal of portals um, they did give us good news. We are getting a Caverns of Time portal, not to the entrance, but down into the hub. Ah. So uh, there will be a portal added on both sides to get you down into there. So if you want to go do your transmog runs, uh, you know, for the armor you do want to show off, <clears throat> it's available. That's the big one everyone's been complaining about missing. So there you go. Yeah. Alrighty, in Sotor News, game update 5.10.2, have to be careful about those numbers, um, mm-hmm. Heralds of Victory is on the public test server right now and includes the new dynamic preview window and the new guild heraldries feature. Also, BioWare has bitten the development bullet and is reworking how interactable objects are created for the game. Uh, this effort will make world building, quest building, and probably just about everything easier to do and maintain in the future. Uh, we are looking forward to n- news in April during Star Wars Celebration. And that's a big deal. Like Making a, a big development change like that, that's, that's huge. That's that's a big undertaking. So that's that's practically SWOTOR 2.0. That's pra- that's like WoW Cataclysm. You know, that's- yeah. I mean, because if you think about it, what they're talking about is the, the it little interactable object. When you go up and you click a button for an elevator, where you go click on a quest object that you have to activate or collect something from it or... Um, you know, uncover something in like the current content on Osis, you had to click on a dirt pile, which exposed a relic, and then you had to click on the relic. The problem was none of those objects are linked. Each one is hand-built and hand-placed. So if something's wrong with one object, you have to go fix each object individually instead of having it modularized and saying, okay, I've made a group of object that has these properties and now you just go place it where you want it. And so, yeah, I, I think a lot less bugs will slip through and I think a lot more um, 
the turnaround on creating the content should hopefully go faster with this change. It's it's a you know people go, oh that's a nice quality of life change. They're like no that's a huge quality of life change. It's going to make your developers a lot happier. It's going to make them have things coming out a little faster, hopefully, and like you said, less bugs. So it's definitely going to be useful. Yeah. Um, and more of the real life type news, uh, Swartor Guild news. We have PAX East, East meetup in Boston on March 29th. If you think you make it, hop, hop into Discord to find other people that are going and to get more information. A little bit after that, uh, Star Wars Celebration, uh, April 11th to the 15th in Chicago. Uh, there will be an AA meetup uh, coming as well as the Swotor Cantina, uh, which will be April 13th at 7 p.m. Central Time, Marriott Marquis, Chicago, in the Grand Ballroom. And that's that's where they'll have the Swotor-specific stuff, because it's, it's Star Wars Celebration. It's all of Star Wars, but right. they're going to have a nice little spot just to talk about uh, Swotor stuff. So and, cool. and hopefully everyone's everyone's on pins and needles that it will be 6.0, the next expansion, whatever form that will take. Um, because if it's not, you know, they're right there. They're just going to yeah. get killed. <laughs> so, you well, know. Yeah. And they're, they're, over, I mean, they're in 5.10. I mean, you don't normally go yeah. to 5.10. You know, you usually go to 6 at that point. So, exactly. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely overdue. Yep. Um, uh, March uh, Mega event was awesome, apparently, and uh, possibly even epic night of Guild of BBB. Um, April Mega uh, details are coming, so look forward to that. Sorry, that's a, a Final Fantasy fourteen thing. I've, I've been watching the <laughs> Final Fantasy event, so that's just rolling around in my head. Um, yeah. Mandatory Fun Night continues on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, alternating weekly between the Imperial side and the Republic side. Uh, there is no gear require- requirement, literally, for some act- activities, you may have to be level 50, though. No yep, exactly. And as Seema says, she's not impressed in WoW that they'll be able to pretend we're not wearing armor in Star Wars. We do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. In ESO news, the Jesters Festival started on March 21st and will run until Tuesday, April 2nd at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard. And during the event, you get to use an item that will give you a 100% XP boost. So if you're leveling a, a new character, if you're leveling current character, get in there and get that item. There's a jester located outside Ebenhart, the Volk, Hell Guard, and Daggerfall. You can do one quest for them each day that will give a reward box. The first one you do each day has a chance for some unique style pages and mementos plus two event tickets. Sadly, once again, you can only earn the event ticket on one character per account per day. Some of the achievements related to this event involves throwing 10 pies at people. Thank you, Loki, for standing still and letting all of us AD folks toss pies at you for the first part of our MFN so we could get one of the achievements without the needed need to pelt strangers. Yeah, that's all I have to fun. Alrighty, as I mentioned earlier, Final Fantasy XIV Japanese Fan Fest has wrapped up uh, with Shadowbringers release. You'll be available uh, able to adventure in the, in the lands of Eorzea and beyond with two new races and two new classes. Uh, for the races, uh, we now have the female-only Viera and the male-only Hrothgar, a race inspired by the Ronzo of Final Fantasy X. On top of that, uh, after reaching level 60 in any other job, you'll be able to take up the mantle of Gunbreaker, a tank inspired by the gunblade wielders of Final Fantasy VIII, and Dancer, 
a ranged DPS using chakrams as their weapon to deal damage from afar while supporting their party with powerful dances. There's a okay, lot. Hang, hang on. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently there's a little bit, just, just the tiniest bit of controversy on the internet about these male only female only races. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just a tiny bit. So it's, it's kind of funny because to go back in the history, um, the, in Final Fantasy XI, they had this. The Mithra, who, who are the, the cat girls, essentially, were female only. And then what we call the Ro, the Rodagon here in Final Fantasy XIV, the, I forget the name, it was like, I think it was called Galka. Um, but the big burly dudes were, were guys only. And then when Final Fantasy XIV came out, said, oh, we're not going to do that. See, look, we have male cats. Yay, mm-hmm. no more gender restrictions. And they said, huh, well, um, well you guys want VR, right? Well, it turns out there's not many males, and um, we can't justify having it as a player race because you know there's just going to be tons of male rabbits running around. So <laughs> they they felt it was out of game, like you know, the game lore to have a ton right. of male VR running around. So we're going to restrict that. Same for the Hrothgar, the opposite ways. They figured, well, if they're going to have a female only, it would make sense to have a male only just to keep things kind of on par. And so same reasoning. You know, uh, the, there's just there either are none or has been a, a limited amount of female Hrothgar. Hrothgar are giant tiger men because we have we have your cat men, but no, these right. are tiger men. There's a big difference. They're basically yeah. Rodigons. It's house, but, house but, cat to tiger. <laughs> yes, big difference. Be like like physically big difference. So yeah, so the people are a little bit up in arms because there was a lot of people looking forward to having male um, Bagheera. So right, they're a little upset. Uh, the other fun thing that everyone's gnashing teeth about is uh, we, we figured Dancer was coming, but everyone was hoping for a healing class, not a ranged DPS. Um, gotcha. they, they feel that healers have been you know neglected for a while. They want a new healer, basically. And mm-hmm. they didn't get it, so there's been some gnashing of teeth. But that said, the, the female, uh, the, the dancer, sorry, the dancer is actually pretty cool. Um, it's, it's, in, it's, it's in here, it says chakrams. Actually, it's just ranged weapons. It's, doesn't have, it doesn't have to be just chakrams. It could be boomerangs. It could be shrink, uh, sh- uh, shurikens. It could be okay. any kind of large throwing weapon. And there may even be smaller ones, essentially. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it looks pretty cool. And, like, they actually went through the, the effort. If you watch the, the uh, reveal uh, trailer, when they throw a weapon, you can see the weapon coming back to the character and them catching it. They actually went through the Oh, trailer. nice. Yeah. It's, it's like the full animation. It's not just... Throw it. Okay, magically gone. Hook. I have weapons in my hands again. You know, right. They actually went to the trouble of, of tracking where it's coming. The and weapon and its return path. And, and yeah. then actually catching it. You can see them. If you slow it down, you can see them catching the weapon and, and having it in their hands. So oh, it's nice. pretty cool. You know, they, they, they yeah, little, little details like that help. Yes, definitely. Um, but yeah, that's there's a little gnashing of teeth, but everyone's still you know looking forward to it. The, they kind of explained um, sh- what the whole Warrior of Darkness thing was because everyone's kind of been curious about that because we're the Warrior of Light, and they explained why. Um, the and you know we won't talk about it because it's a little spoilery, but right. uh, some stuff happens, and then, then there's some Warrior of Darkness stuff. So. Join us in two weeks with Abbo and a special guest, and we'll spoil the heck out of that. Yes, we will go crazy with that. All righty. So March 26th, that's a Tuesday, is patch 4.26, Requiem for Heroes Part 2. The main story quest, or MSQ, 
uh, we'll be wrapping up Stormblood and setting the stage for Shadowbringers. That's exciting. That's a big deal. Yep. Um, on April 23rd, they're having the North American Data Center expansion. And that will start uh, the ability to have the world visit system, which means that uh, if you have a character that's not on the, char- the, the realm that AIE is on, if you're in the same data center, you'll be able to visit. You can actually say, hey, I want to visit their world. And you will basically reside in that world. You won't be able to do everything because they don't want um, people bringing over stuff that they can um, you know, basically destroy the economy with. They don't right. want stuff, you know, if you're going to do that, they want you to transfer. So, yeah, so it's kind of like the, um, the way uh, Fist and uh, a couple others raid with us in WoW in that they're on another server. They can come over and raid with us, but we can't trade them items. Like, I can't give Fist a potion because she's on a different server. Yeah, that's, it's just okay. to protect the economy. <clears throat> Because, you know, the, the economy is on the, because, you know, uh, we're on an RP server, which is part of the RP, you know, uh, worldview kind of thing. We, we, we share right. with the RP servers. Uh, the Fist server is a, is a, it was a PVP server, but it's now considered a normal server. Right. So those two economies are completely different. The things cost yeah. different stuff there. So same thing with Final Fantasy. And you can see it. There's actually some some nice uh, websites that track all the prices for stuff on all the different servers. And yeah, it would be pretty devastating to have someone like basically popping over, buying a bunch of stuff cheaply and then running off and selling it somewhere expensive and vice versa. Right. So yeah. It's yeah. They're just protecting it. That's all. But it's still pretty cool. I mean, you get to, to be physically on the server like you won't have to add ask for a group every time. But you can just be on right. the server. So cool. Pretty cool stuff. Um, as a reminder, um, AIE is on Goblin. Um, our server will be moved to the new Crystal Data Center. Um, AIE will not be moving servers, so that means grouping with AIE members, you'll need to be on the Crystal Data Center. Um, so it's one of those things where you just need to be mindful of that, because if your server isn't being moved to Crystal, you may want to think about that if you still want to play with us. They do it as a data center, data center cross stuff. It's not like all of WoW have, right. do the sharing. No, it's it's just data centers because the, the cross tech is a little different. Uh, we would love to see you on Gof- Goblin um, and within the AA, um, uh, FC, uh, but we do realize some of you have other commitments and communities as well. As such, we do run a crossword link shell. Um, it has for AAFC members, AA community members, and friends of AA are welcome to join. So pre- please drop into the Discord or talk to an officer to get an invite. And uh, a note here that most importantly, there's more Hildebrand questing in patch 4.56. So look forward to it. Yes. All right. And in Star Trek Online news, there has been a new TFO release this week, Peril Over Pavo. I swear they're doing that just to get people to trip over the words. This is continuing the Mirror of Discovery storyline and takes place in the orbit over Pavo. Complete the TFO on 14 different days to earn the Terran Gorilla Combat Armor in addition to Mark's Dilithium and three featured TFO reward boxes. The event lasts for a little under three weeks. Sounds fun. Yep. That's the end of our guild news. But I did want to do a quick mention of where we are in our rating. Yay! So we have been tracking all of the AIE rating teams and where they are. But the big news is is that uh, as far as the heroic guild first, uh, get your crit together is the first. So congratulations! Yay! Congrats! 
where they managed to take out uh, Jaina, who then you know popped into a bubble and disappeared. So right, wizard did do that. Yeah, it's funny. The horde leaders killed, but the two alliance leaders somehow get away safely. Okay. Anyway. Well, Geblin is is in critical condition at the very least. I mean, he he definitely took it hard. He's apparently like in some kind of a weird cryostasis bubble thing, and they're like they don't know if they can get him out of it. So yeah, you know, it's weird. But, but he's it, still alive. <laughs> he's still alive, as far as we know. But you know, it, it, we have a feeling that and there's there's speculation that it might be setting up for what's come. Um, they they showed us at BlizzCon that there's going to be a uh, sort of a cyborg gnome race. Yeah, we've been talking to. So they're thinking that maybe that's how we meet them. It's like, hey, we can save your king. Um, let's just yeah. turn him into a cyborg. He'll be fine. That's probably tied into the mega dungeon and all that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but uh, other than that, uh, we, we do have uh, quite a lot of progress in, in our, uh, our uh, rating teams. Uh, but I uh, wanted to say definitely uh, congrats again to get your cut together. They are the first to heroic um, first uh, completion. Um, they also have uh, the first boss on Mythic taken out. So that's a lot of good work on them. Yes. Uh, and I think the Mythic kill was actually an accident because I think Civ set it to Mythic accidentally mm-hmm. one time and they're just like, well, while we're in here, we may as well try it and, and got it down. Yeah. Yep. 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 If, if it's going to happen, that's, that's the one fight that would happen. It's, you know, especially if you have three tanks, it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. That, that fight honestly needs a good nerf because it's, once you get past that, the next three fights are just like, boom, 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 you're done, mm-hmm. you know, and then you hit the wall again, but that fight just is weird. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, above than that, uh, Pepper Check Fan Club is at 9 of 9 in normal and is at 4 of 9 in heroic. So good job with them. <clears throat> Better Late Than Never um, is at 6 of 9 in heroic and has also gotten the first boss down on Mythic. So good work there. Uh, Behind the Curve has made it to 8 of 9 normal, having taken up the blockade. That's honestly the hardest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once you get that done, the Jaina is just a matter of getting the dance down. Um, also, at that same point of 8 of 9 normal is Dojo Bossum. And then, as we'll mention a bit um, uh, after this, uh, Furt, um, Flexity Counter V Team, is at 7 of 9 of normal. And we have Horseshoes and Hand Grenades is at has finished normal and is 2 of 9 in Heroic and is currently working on those uh, the Monk and Mage, which are a real pain on Heroic. <clears throat> then we have uh, Kitty Aggro, uh, who has finished out normal. And is at six of nine in heroic. We have Mythic on Mains, who is six of nine on heroic. And then our new braid, not quite so newish now, are they? Is at three of nine in normal. Uh, they are currently uh, trying to learn the opulence fight. Last I heard, uh, and they're they're doing a lot of good good learning, good progress in that one. So we'll probably see them get that down soon. Yeah, honestly, that the opulence fight is really about. Did the right people pick the right gems once you get through the gauntlet? And are they still alive? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. once you get the gems, everything, as long as you can kill the ads, you're golden. Yeah. So, yep. so you, you have at least at least one person with the ruby to get that nice stacking debuff on the boss. You have one person with the AOE ability, one person that has that standaway ability that can then bring it in and buff everyone with it. And of course, the tanks have to have the diamonds, but that's, you know, that's pretty given. Yeah, and the healers have to have that yeah, shadow. One thing. Healer, yeah, 
if, if they aren't healing you with their shadow extra buff and everyone suddenly dies, you're like, what happened? Oh, exactly. So whoops. Yeah. yeah all of that, that stuff yeah. has to all come together at opulence. And yep. then if it happens to, then he's just going to fall over. It's, it's kind of funny yeah. how easy the fight is if everything happens correctly. So, yeah, you're kind of like, that wasn't hard. Do it wrong. Yeah. And you're like, Oh God. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. God, I just got one shotted. What happened? But uh, but yeah, it's been a, a fun bit of progress for us in the raid, and we're all looking forward to the two boss raid coming up. Yes. Yep. Exactly. All right. We're done. So, so Mew. Yeah. Yep. What have you been up to lately? Uh, me. Uh, so uh, related to the raiding, um, I am a member of Horseshoes and Hand Grenades, so that's been my heroic raiding. Um, I also still do a bit of heroic raiding on the Alliance side with our CTR sister guild. Um, they're a little bit further along. Um, they're a late night guild. So it's always been an interesting group because it's always third shifters and Australians. And we have, uh, the, the actual leader, he's from South Africa. And, uh, so it's, it's always an interesting collection of people. Um, and you know, it's, and honestly, because of how late it is, we do a lot of hugging <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, you have your core group of people that kind of show up every night, but then, you know, sometimes things happen. So you do a lot yeah. of hugging. But uh, but yeah, that's been a big focus, and of course, you know, you you, you could talk about uh, what's been going on with Furt. Um, but other than that, I've been playing lots of Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, it's uh, kind of been revitalized for me. And and just as a heads up, everyone, uh, if you do have Twitch Prime, we're we're going to say this over and over again. But if you have Twitch Prime, you can get the starter edition of the game for free. Yep, and it gives you a free month of game time too. So the game is just bustling with people i mean it's you know it's still and it's it's happening until i think it's may 2nd possibly yeah so you still have time to get it and you know i it's just if you aren't going to use it if you're already in the game and you and you have twitch prime give it to someone else let them experience the game because that's what we're seeing is just tons of people saying wow i didn't realize this game was at this state it's all a bunch yeah. of people that didn't know about um arr and even past arr 3.0 really revitalized the game. Two, of course, was the core revitalization, but 3.0 just made it so much more interesting and, and gave it a lot of staying power. Yeah. And there's, and there's so much story content that, you know, if you're not an end game Raider and you're not looking to rush to end game, take your time, do the, do the main story quest, but do the side quests and just enjoy the amount of content that there is there. If you're, you know, if you're like me, you've gone through WoW, you've played the Alliance, you've played the Horde storyline, and you're now just going through the motions waiting for yep. new story content um, and didn't get sucked into Anthem. Uh, <laughs> you know, go, go ahead and, and do the Twitch Prime. And I think isn't essentially until you get to level 35, the, the game is still free. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so even no. if your, your subscription ends, if you're, if you're playing on a character that's under a certain level, you can keep going. Yeah. It's just there's a certain point in the story where you can stop and a certain point leveling where you'll stop. And that's what's yeah. like, okay, you've enjoyed yourself. Give us a little money at least. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, and not just that, like, you know, the uh, the LFR system in Final Fantasy fourteen is far more pleasant, honestly. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's, it's <laughs> not the same people because a lot of people are honestly talking about how much better things are than they've had a WoW LFR. But somehow it just seems like a better process. People aren't yelling at you. People aren't accusing you. They're helpful. I don't yeah. know if it's just that it's it's the global cooldown that forced global cooldowns slowing things down just a little bit, just just a yeah. little bit. 
So it's, it's yeah, slow. I haven't I haven't had a bad group in in there. And it, unlike WoW, where it's like, oh great, the content led me into a dungeon. You're kind of like, oh wow, the content led me into a dungeon. I haven't seen this before. Let's go do it. So yeah, yeah, and and people will be patient with you. They'll say, oh yeah, you're new, especially because and part of it too is if you're new to a to a certain piece of content, it will let it kind of it doesn't doesn't call you out exactly. It doesn't say, hey, that's a newbie. No, but it says one of the members is new to this this stuff. So we're going to make we're going to give you a bonus for completing it. So it's like incentivizing. It's like, yeah, hey, we got a newbie. We need to help them through it because we're going to get a neat little bit thing at the end. So, um, but yeah, it's 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 just such a more much more pleasant and uh, experience. And there's so much story. Like, um, I'm apparently after watching the. Uh, that's another thing I did is I watched the Japanese fan fest over the weekend, um, and it sounds like um, we're going to need. I, I never did it, but I I need to go back to the Crystal Tower. The Crystal oh, Tower okay. was a alliance um uh raid so alliances in final fantasy 14 are three raid groups of eight people so uh, normally a group of people in in final fantasy 14 is four you have a tank a right. shooter, and two dps and yep. a raid is eight they're just doubling that up you have yeah. two tanks two healers and the rest dps so then an alliance is three of those eight man teams and so six tanks Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> but the thing is, is they're, they're really good about giving everyone content. So what they'll end up doing is they'll have just, they'll have like lanes. Like you'll be oh, taking okay. care of stuff happening over here. And then you'll be taking care of some stuff over here. And then you'll all come together for a really big boss. And it'll have mechanics where you want to have all those tanks juggling stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and the other neat thing too is in this game is that they allow tanks to do damage. They allow healers to do damage. In fact, you're kind of expected as a healer to still throw some damage out. Yeah. You know, kind of like a discipline priest yes. on uh wow. Yes, very much so. Um and uh it's just it's it's normal and expected, but you know, you you aren't penalized if you don't, but you know, they kind of expect you they throw some throw some damage out there, you know, you can get get up on there on the on the meters. Which technically there's another thing. There are no meters unless you're yeah, doing third party. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're using a third party tool, which they kind of frown on, they're not gonna stop you from doing it, but they're like, you know, don't do that, it does funny stuff. But, you know, whatever, if you need your, your meters, fine, if it makes you feel better. But there's no meters in the game. You can't use a plug-in to get a meter. No one really right. knows what damage you're doing unless they're, you know, doing that extra POS stuff. And if they are, they can't yell at you for it, saying, well, how do you know? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> because the second they admit that, bye-bye. So yeah. it's, it's part of why it's set the way it is. You can just play the game as long as you're contributing People aren't going to complain about that, you know. Right. Uh, you're not sitting over. If you try an AFK, then yeah, yeah but... they'll, they'll notice that. They'll notice the AFK real quick. But uh, but yeah, and so it's it's just been a lot of fun. It's been taking most of my attention. Um, but yeah, and I've I've been uh, leveling a couple different alts because that's what I do. Um, <clears throat> and just really enjoying some of the old stories, some of the stuff I never went back because um, the, like this this alliance, this Crystal Tower alliance, was not mandatory. It wasn't required. It was a t- total side thing. Um, but it's a big chunk of story. So, and apparently in the next expansion, Shadowbringers, it, there's been hints in the fan fest showing that what happened in the Crystal Tower apparently is going to tie into the expansion coming up. So, I'm going to want to get in that. And um, also by watching the the opening trailer for Shadowbringers, it looks like um, uh, Dark Knights are going to, to uh, be a big part of this new expansion. So, I've been going back, and I never really leveled up a Dark Knight. So, that's what I'm doing right now. I want to see the story for that because it's it's interesting. Is it a job? 
or it's a class. Okay, but again, one character can be multiple classes, multiple jobs, right? Okay. Yeah. So it's just it doesn't have a core job. Um, it has, it has a, a, it's a class only. And they've done that with uh, pretty much all the new stuff now. Um, they only went back for, for Ninja. Ninja came off of Rogue. But after that, Astrologian is just Astrologian. Um, the, uh, Machinist is just Machinist. Uh, Dark Knight is just Dark Knight. And then the new ones are, are just there. So, um, the Gunbreaker is just going to start at 60 and you, you move on. And Dancer is just going to start at 60 and you move on. And then Samurai starts at 50, and Red Mage starts at 50. You don't need anything right. else. As long as yeah. you had some class at 50 or 60 as in the new expansion, then you can grab the new one. And yeah. they're, they're even making it to <clears throat> to where like the, the starting quests are in the one of the three starting cities. It's not like over in Doma. It's not over in uh, uh, Alamigo. It's in one of the, the starter cities. So it's, you don't have to go that far out of your way to f- find this thing and start it. So... Um, yeah, and Abel also said in the channel for twenty-four player content, one tank, two heals, five DPS per group, three groups. So oh, it's not okay. six tanks and ends up with three tanks. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. So <clears throat> I, see, I've not not done much of that because again, alliance stuff is not mandatory. It's it's just something over on the side. But it's a whole it's a whole new experience to itself. Like, um, well, it wasn't mandatory, but now. <laughs> Well, even then, they're saying that it's that Crystal Tower is not mandatory. But if yeah. you want to know what's going on, you probably right. want to yeah. And it, it works that way for most of the raids. Like, you know, the raids are also um, uh, not mandatory. But by doing the raid, you'll get context for what's going to happen in another expansion. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, <clears throat> there was a raid for, uh, for taking on the Ultima weapon. And the Ultima weapon does come back later on. And, you know, you need to figure out why that is. We'll go through that old raid. And you know, you can always do that. That's the fun thing is um, you can either, do, they do automatic level sync. So if you're max right. level, you can go back. They'll just put you at the level you were supposed to be. But right. the gear that you've been earning is going to make you a little bit better at your at what you're doing. Right. So it's kind yeah. of neat. So you're not, you're, you're not just stuck. Like, you know, there are some things, however, that'll say like item level sync as well. And that's because yeah. they want it to be hard on purpose. Like they, yeah. they steamroll it. However, then they have the unsynced mode. Unsynced means you are max level, you are have your, your gear, and you don't even have to bring a full group. Right. If you can solo it, you could solo it. But Exactly. So that's actually how I've done some of the old content that I wanted to do, too, is just bringing my max level character back and just letting it solo through everything. And then you feel super powerful because you're just destroying things. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's really easy to replay stuff. Um, it's really easy to bring a low level through. Like, say, you know, say your friend is having trouble with uh, queuing. Just drag them through it. No big deal. Yeah. They can still see the content, still have fun. They're with you know, they're with their friend doing stuff. Yeah. Really easy to get into. Um, but yeah, that's the, the, the biggest po- uh, focus really is just doing Final Fantasy XIV uh, with the occasional toe dip into Anthem. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll let you talk more about that because you've definitely been there a lot more than I have. Yeah. Anthem kind of hooked me because uh, just kind of like, uh, um, I want to say Divinity 2. No. Um, What's the other one the, on the Destiny Two? Yeah, I knew it was a D. Too uh, <laughs> many D names. Yeah, yeah. I actually have not gone back to do Destiny since the expansion came out because too many other things happened at the same time, and then I kind of said, 
you know, it's a Bioware game. I'm sorry. I'm going to go play the Bioware game. <coughs> um, but Anthem, uh, I did get to level 30. I finished the content at like level 25 or level 26. I, I managed to get through all the main story quest, the monitor, um, and all the side quests and everything like that. And then I started working on the missions to um, finish up the reputations because there's three levels of reputation. And each time you hit a level of reputation, you unlock stuff, uh, blueprints, as well as stuff in the fort as well. Um I've now gotten enough gear to where I felt comfortable poking my head into uh, what's called GM1 or Grandmaster 1 um, stronghold and missions. And they're definitely harder things that used to, you'd be like, oh, it's shooting me in the back. That's pleasant. Now it's like, oh, it's shooting me in the back and I'm almost dead. What happened? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah. So you really have to pay attention to the the mobs on, on Grandmaster 1 and, and things like that. Um, uh, the nice thing is even before they're doing the level adjustment with the patch coming next week, uh, as far as loot coming out, they're adding more um, Grandmaster and Legendary loot drops to GM 1, 2, and 3. Um, mostly 2 and 3, but they are tweaking some on 1. Um, I've got Masterwork gear now in all the slots except for my... Um, and I forget what it's called. It's the the Z activation, whatever that is, the the oh. component that goes in there that's your shield. Oh, and yeah, yeah. um point or yeah, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. For the for the Colossus, it's where your shield goes. That mm-hmm. you that's either your taunt or the hey, everyone, here's a shield. Now mobs are doing thirty three percent less damage and are taking more uh, damage from you. Um, that's the only piece I can't get a masterwork to drop in everything else. I've had masterwork drop. I've had masterwork uh, components drop for other javelins, which they said shouldn't be happening. And they're going to look at why that's happening. Um, but it's kind of nice. Cause now there there's uni- for the components. There's a universal component that any javelin can use. And then there's javelin specific, which enhances the, what that javelins, you know, supposed to be doing like storm damage or elemental damage, that sort of thing. So I've actually gotten two masterwork components for two of my other javelins. Um, I've mainly focused on, on my Colossus. Um, And I just got the freelancer reputation through level three, uh, which opened up a whole bunch of trophies in the fort, in the, in the freelancer area as well as all the lore that's associated with them in your thing. So you can go through and look at it and say, well, this belonged to this javelin or this character and read the lore about it. So it really adds a bit of story context to the story. Um, I finished Arcanist. Um, that was the one I finished first, the Arcanist storyline. And that actually, when you finish that, that lets you complete the fountain in the one of the main areas and get that fountain working again and finish off that side quest storyline. And then um, I've just got the Sentinel reputation done and that opens up more Sentinel murals and things like that in the, in the fort. So I want to see that. Um, Yeah, but it's, it's fun. I've run out of story. So now it's just a grind to get the missions complete. And, and I'm working on the, it's called the trial of valor. And it's basically like, go run 25 free play missions, go run, um, 
you know, 25 uh, strongholds, go run, you know, this, this, run 25 missions, run, uh, do free play 25 times and complete the um, story, uh, not the stories, the, um, we'd call them world quests or, or incursions in WoW, but whatever it is, the, the missions that you, that pop up in there. Um, so that's, that's a grind that I've got to start working on. I'm, I'm kind of saving that until after I do the, um, the, the reputation grind and then we'll do that. Um, but when I'm not, you know, running around with a mech with a giant shield on it, slamming through things, uh, I am healing in D and D in our Monday night game. We actually did solve the murder on the flying boat it was something that no one suspected. It, it turns out it was a gnome. Oh. Yeah. Apparently there was a gnome that finally snapped after one too many people ran over him, didn't notice him was there, would cut him off, cut in front of him, take the food he wanted in the food line. And apparently the last person that tripped over him and ended up on the ground. He snapped, grabbed the uh, ceremonial vine that was around her wrist, strangled her, and for some reason kept the vine and took off. And uh, had he not had the vine on him, plus also as a gnome, he had a weird ear fungus that uh, the tabaxi, um, one of the tabaxi passengers could smell and smelled that around the, the corpse when when it was found tracked it down to yeah that's the same smell the gnome has so between that finding the vine on them and the paladin using zone of truth we were able to you know basically say yeah get a confession out of him and so now we're on to the next part of the story which we're hopefully going to pick up tomorrow uh tomorrow night today's sunday yes so the actual focus of the actual adventure you're actually exactly this was the side quest we didn't yeah. expect to take it this long but we got into interesting side quests in the side quest kind of like skyrim you know you get like here's the main story oh look a cave oh look a story in a cave oh look and you know and we just went down rabbit holes and, you know as you do in D D, that's the whole point of D is not to solve the main quest but to yes. go down rabbit holes and drive the dm crazy which we did cool. so we're good there Published. yep and then in wow um like you said we finally got rastakhan down so we were six of nine seven of no Seven and nine because we got Mechatork down as well. So we got we got Rastakhan down and Mechatork, and Mechatork we got down. We had one night of trying it and weren't really too successful because we were at the end of the night and we we're tired. We came back and said, "Okay, this is how you do it. This is who's calling out once you get in the robot. You know what yeah. buttons you need to press to self destruct the robot." And um, got that down. That was a lot of fun. Uh, the Mechatork fight's fun. It's just a lot of a lot of chaos. It's not. Yeah. Hard. And we actually did it with like only half the group standing because we hit that 40% and people were just like dropping like flies because they weren't avoiding the exploding sheep and the, uh, and the other stuff. And then we're like, you know, the fire lines and all that. And we're like, well, we're just going to keep going. So bloodlust, let's Great. go. And we just ground him down because he wasn't killing us. It wasn't like yeah. he was killing us it's a soft and rage so he yeah, just starts yeah. hitting harder and harder but thankfully nevermore and i are geared and our healers were on point where it was just like yeah go ahead hit us harder we don't care we've got cooldowns i have like six cooldowns now where it was like okay it's starting to hurt a little nevermore take him 
the the debuff would drop off me. I'd take him back. Okay, he's hitting harder. Hit a cooldown. Okay, never more. Take him. Your cooldown's up. And we yeah. just swap back and forth and, and just wore him down finally. Um, but then we hit blockade and went, okay, this is an appropriately named <laughs> encounter. And we do not have the DPS to get through this. Because I think mechanically we were doing everything mm-hmm. as best we could. But we just didn't have enough DPS to burn the elemental down when once he was at the dock before he enraged. So yeah, you can um, set yourself up pretty well. But even if you do that, if you don't have the DPS, you're just going to get behind and behind and behind and just finally get overwhelmed. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's what would happen. We knew once we got two elemental, two of the smaller elementals out on the dock, that was basically it because they were going to get to him before we could kill them which meant taking TPS off the boss, which meant he was going to get powered up and then just, yeah, it was a wipe. Um, so we reset and we're going back in. Hopefully you get some more gear and get some more geared people on and plow through. We, uh, <laughs> we knocked out the first boss at the end of raid last week uh, so that we could just skip that <laughs> and go right to the three easy bosses and get back to the, the progression bosses. So, um, we did that. Uh, I almost have my necklace to level 44 right now. It's capped at 50. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm happy. I'm five levels behind, uh, um, not shield wall. The, the, um, Okay, the other co-host of the starting zone, my brain just locked up. Uh, but he's been like, he's the one that does all the world quests every day. Mythic level rating, they're running like, you know, 10 plus mythics every day, you know, doing that sort of thing. Um, and he's uh, Spencer Downey. That's uh, sorry, Spencer Downey. And so he's at, he just hit 48. I just hit 43. And then we're progressing through that. So he's expecting to hit 49 this week. I think I'm going to hit, I should hit 44 tonight slash tomorrow. Uh, before reset, and then he's probably going to try and tick over 50 next week or the the week after. But basically all I've been doing besides raiding is coming in, doing the emissary quests, doing the incursions when they're convenient, and running the island expeditions like every other week when I'm close and just need to tick them over. And I'm only five levels behind him, so I'm really happy with my progress compared to somebody that's doing everything in their power to gear up that necklace. Yeah. And and there's a certain curve to the necklace that, like, when you tick over from 48 to 49, you basically double the amount of uh, Azurite you need, you know, and it's it's bad. I mean, it the fact that he, he's having to put all this effort in to stay ahead of the curve, essentially, um, and we still don't know what's happened with 50. There's There were... Th- on, according to his last podcast, which was Tuesday, there are three people in the world that have hit 50 already, and they have not said what happens to the Azerite once you hit 50. So we're still trying to figure that out. So that'll that'll be interesting. Uh, we don't know if it just converts to gold, converts to experience, converts to something, or it's just wasted. Or it goes into the, well, when we uncap it, you know, and let it go to 60, whatever, that it's been banked all this time. So again, we don't know. Um, I did finish both the war story on Alliance and Horde. I had to run LFR to kill Jaina to advance that story on both 
or on my horde side on the alliance you only have to kill rostakon to advance their war story but yeah, i gotta see the king they're they're done they just they jump on a, right. a bird thing and they hit hit the boat and they're they're gone Exactly. So I've got that, I've got that done on both sides. Uh, as far as it can go, I got through the, you know, do a mission table and all the reputation and all that. So they're just, those two characters now are waiting for more war story while they do their dailies. Um, and then I've unlocked all my allied races. Uh, so right now I'm focusing on the Magar orc. I have the blood elf, Paladin Heritage Armor, um, which was, what was the one before the Blood Elf Heritage? Um, it wasn't Dwarfs, was it? Well, the, the the Dwarf and the Blood Elf unlocked together. Yeah. Um, and I got that, you know, I got so I got my Blood Elf done. I still have the Dwarf to do because I haven't leveled out a Dwarf to 110 slash 120, and I also don't have the reputation of the... We're available uh, and oh so- yeah, no, I yeah, I did the high mountain. I did level a high. That's that's the other one. Yeah, I did the high mountain and the the non night elves, whatever they were called. Uh, yes, the the uh, horde race, uh, the Suramar elves that went nightborn. Nightborn. Yeah. So so I've done. Yeah, I did the nightborn. I did the high mountain. I have their heritage armor and I have the blood elf heritage armor. Mm-hmm. And now I'm working on my. Magar orc, and then once I do the Magar orc, I will do my Zandalari paladin, uh, and get those two done, and then I'll be done with the horde side unless they release a new allied race, which I really doubt they're going to do a new allied race this expansion. If they do something, it's going to be, be the end, maybe it'll be the very end of this expansion or the intro to to the next thing. Somebody that we're carrying with us from this expansion that we need for the next expansion. Um, on the Alliance side, now that we have AIE Alliance, uh, I still, I have my Void Elf Hunter, um, and my, uh, Lightforged Draenei Paladin still on CTR and they're going to stay there while I'm leveling them. Yeah. And then I've got my Dark Iron Paladin and my Culturon Druid on AIE Alliance side. Um, and then I have to level up a Dwarf Hunter for his heritage armor. So, um, but it brings up the whole discussion that they kind of talked about in the Q and a, we kind of mentioned that that 90 to hundred levels just gets old. You're like, I've done this content a number of times. I'm done with it. I want the armor and I don't begrudge the fact that they want you to participate in the game to do the armor, but they either need to fix the level, do a level squish or just do a long quest line to unlock the heritage armor or yeah. some combination of, of both because um, I've done the leveling content more than, you know, more than enough. And I've seen it enough and it's just even mentally, you know, you, the difference between saying you got to get 60 levels versus you have to get 120 levels is yeah. huge. And yeah, I realize the allied races started 20. So it's only technically you got to get 22, I think 110 for the, for the newest races. Um, so it's 90 levels, but, yeah, but what's going to happen next expansion? Are we going to 130? Are we going to 125? Yeah, they've got to they've got to do something to fix it. Um, well, they they do what they did with the, the blood elves, where you just you know you you didn't have to do the full thing, right? You don't have to start over from the with the blood elves. 
You had to have a max level blood elf and you had to have max level reputation with Silvermoon City there you go. That's to unlock that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just make it to where you max out whatever that race's rep is and yeah. I'll have it max level and then you're good. That makes more yeah. sense. Yeah, so we'll we'll see on that. But there's uh if you want to listen to an interesting idea of level discussion, Azeroth Roundtable also got into this. They were suggesting um something like Paragon levels where you know vanilla wow is the the one to fifty. Mm-hmm. And then when you got to Outland or Northrend, instead of being, you know, fifty to sixty, um, it was just now you level up as 10 levels, 10 paragon levels in that quest line or in that in that expansion. And then as you went through that expansion, when you hit level 10, then you unlocked all the end game stuff for that expansion. Yeah. But you weren't, you know, and if you wanted to skip that expansion because you wanted to do Outland as opposed to Lich King or vice versa, you know, you could still then move on to Pandaria and Cataclysm, pick one of those, do your you know, 10 levels in that thing and then go on to uh, Legion, do its 10 levels, but you're over, you know, you would still be level 50, whatever you would still yeah. be level 50. And, and yeah. you know, I, I like how so, ESO does it honestly, because it's, it's, it's yeah. very similar. It's where in ASO you get the 50, but then there's an account wide, um, whatever they call their Paragon levels. But the cool thing there is that, um, the progress you make towards that is for all characters. So any character you get to 50 is then immediately whatever the Paragon level is. I like that. Right. Kind of like Diablo 3 as well. Yeah. And they're non-seasonal characters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that that makes a lot of sense to me too, to where, you know, you can have your main, but if you want to bring up, you know, say that your, your raid team needs this thing and you're good at it, well, you bring it up to max level and then it takes advantage of the fact that you've already been doing all this progress on your main character for your Paragon level or wherever we're going to call it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense to me too. I think they probably should just steal that from ESO. Yeah. They, they need to do something of that because if they just keep adding levels on, and I realize part of the discussion is, are we trying to keep current subscribers? Are we trying to still bring in new subscribers? Are we doing both? You know, what's, what's the goal of that? But you know, I think even the current subscribers, like I have 15 level 110 plus characters, yep. you know, because of all the Legion storyline. Mm-hmm. And now I've got to bring eight allied races up through that 20 to whatever, because I want the armor because the armor yeah. looks cool. Um, I wish there was an alternative for that. Uh, not something you have to buy. I'm not talking about go log onto the store and buy, you know, the heritage armor. Um because you know you can't buy the boost because the boost yeah it gets you to one ten but then you won't yeah, get the armor when you hit yeah. max level because you didn't level through it and yep. and I get part of it that business driving is they want people active in those lower levels so that when new people come there's people in those levels and everyone's not clumped up yeah. you know at at one twenty so I get that but you know as a new person if you tell them hey come play World of Warcraft. Great. When can I play with you? Oh, well, I can either roll a new character or you get 120 levels and then join. Yeah. You and know, they, it, they need to steal either what Final Fantasy 14 does or what ESO does, where ESO, the game considers everyone as level 50. Even if you're level one, 
As far right. as the game's concerned, you're 50. You can go practically anywhere. There's a couple of, of exceptions where they want you to be like at least like level 10 or 15 before you right. do dungeons or before you go to the, the PvP area. But as far as the game's concerned, everyone in your group is level 50. Okay, cool. And then yeah. the other way is uh, Final Fantasy 14 and in Guild Wars to where they'll um, they'll either do the automatic level syncing if you need to do lower level content. Right. Uh, but Final Fantasy 14 takes another step by giving you a reason to go to those places. Yeah. So exactly. So I, I like it. The a big part of and they do it because they're trying to save themselves some development work. But they will send the high level characters back to the low level areas. So you're going to see all these high level characters with all this neat looking armor and all their spell effects and all the kind of stuff going on, but they're in the low level areas and they're level synced to be the, just the same as you, and they're doing the same stuff you're doing. They're just they have a little bit more shiny to it, you know. And it's kind of cool. Yeah. how it works. You know, you're you can do any old dungeon with your friends. You know, your level 10 friend, your level 70 character can go do that same dungeon your level 15 uh, friend is doing, and you're both level 15, and it's just, you know, you, you might hit a little harder because you have better gear. Right. They need to start stealing some of the, because, you know, other games have been kind of stealing their ideas for a while now. It's, it's probably yeah. time for stealing more. Yeah. And, and you know, it's not an easy solve. I mean, we saw the issues with the item squish the time they did it this around with all the uh, weird anomalies and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's not an easy under the hood thing or they would have done it, but you know, we may not see it next expansion. It may be, you know, an expansion down the road, but uh, you know, it's something that they, every time it's asked in Q and a people have said, um, you know, this is some, this is a focus. It's, it's almost, I don't want to say it's, it's flying level discussion, but it's getting there Yeah, where people are like, we're, we're just, we're done, you know, give us, give us a solution to this or give us a different way of approaching this because we, we want to play the game. We want to participate in the content, but we don't want to go through the same content another time. So yeah. We want to play with our guildies. We want to play with our friends. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, that's pretty much what I have been up to. So, so back to our notes. Yeah, the only other thing that I can think of in in, in talking is I have been because of our alliance side guild. Now, I've actually been focusing on a uh, dark iron. I'm in oh, level cool. Twenty because I figured you know they have some neat looking armor and they're they're an interesting race. So, uh, and it what gives class me- did you pick? warrior it's, oh okay but uh um, i figured you know it's it's it, it gives me a reason to be on that side and and you know take yeah new characters that want to join the guild and just kind of be around and, and whatnot so that's what i'm kind of putting my focus because just like you i'm already maxed out on all the war story and all that kind of stuff i've done the raid on yep. both sides i've maxed i have all the all the races unlocked i have yep. all I have an army of level 20 characters <laughs> for you to play. Exactly. You know, and it's just one of those things where, you know, I, I can't do all of them at once. So I'm focusing on one. Well, I'll focus on the iron, the, the dark iron for now. Right. Okay. They're out of rest XP. Next one. You know, yep, yep, on to the next one. I'll focus them up a bit. Okay. And then on the next one. And, and it's kind of cool because I actually didn't do a lot of the dwarf um, questing after cataclysm. Right. At, at that point, I was pretty much, you know, very, very steadily horde side stuff. So I've done yeah. all the horde stuff to, to death. So I know those stories way too well. 
but I don't know a lot of the Alliance stuff. You know, I've, I've gone right. through like uh, Don Moreau and what happened yeah. in West Hall and stuff like, like that after the, the revamp. The like I didn't see what happened to the lock at all. The fact that it's, you know, been drained and now the, yeah. the wetlands are flooded. So that's crazy. So yep. yeah, I didn't know anything about that, but it is kind of funny uh, speaking of, you know, incompatibilities. So I'm a dark iron running through the lock, Don Moreau and then wetlands. And they're constantly swearing at the dark. iron. Oh yeah. It's like, go kill those stinking dark iron. Uh, um, okay. awkward. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's another yeah. dark iron. Oh, I hate them. They smell. It's like, um, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right here. Right. Awkward. Yeah. So that's been fun. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But the, the, it's kind of funny. So the way they got around that is I can tell that they have two different um, slots for the race. Because you know how Quest will say, hey, you yeah. dwarf. Hey, you tarn. And it's supposed to say, hey, you dark iron. But for the Dunmoro quests, it says, hey, you dwarf. Right. They cut off, they, 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 they cut off the dark iron. That's kind yeah. of fun. It's like, well, we'll do a little bit towards it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, you dark iron, go kill those dark iron. Now that would be probably even more awkward. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that's about it. But, yeah, what else we got in here? Oh, I think we're probably about done. Yep. Oh, look at the time. Wow. Leave her, look, when you guys leave us to ourselves to talk amongst ourselves, things get... We actually talk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we listen to you. Yep. All righty, so that's the show for tonight. So while the chat room begins suggesting show titles, we want to thank ourselves for joining ourselves to talk to ourselves. Yep. And thank the chat room for joining us as well. Definitely. Yes. The chat has been, has been a good, good companion and, and uh, correcting us because like I said, I, I haven't done a final fantasy 14 Alliance stuff yet. I'm about to. So yeah, some learning there. Exactly. And if you have questions or comments about the show, you can email us at podcast at AIE-guild.org. You can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE podcast. Mew is at the Mew cow. McCalla is at Cyberwave, and I am at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website at aie-guild.org. Just look for the podcast-live-stream link. And our Discord server for chat is bit.ly slash AIE podcast discord. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, Keys with Soul. Dot com. And now it's time to play all the great EIE member segments we received this week, including Xboxly and overly dramatic news. And then that lovely thing with Max. Maybe we'll throw yes. that out there for a little extra uh, fun <laughs> with accents. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. And next time we will be talking to Abavan and a special guest more about Final Fantasy 14. So if you didn't get it off tonight, come back in two weeks. We'll talk about it. The expansion will have launched. They'll have dipped their toe in it, and we'll be talking all about that. So until then, AIE. This is MuCal. This is Tetsemi and the absent Cyberwave, Makala. <laughs> and this has been the AIE podcast. Gentlemen and ladies, ladies and gentlemen, please direct your attention to I.E. News Bulletin Have you heard the news? Apparently, 
after more than 10 years, molten core is frozen over. That's right! Aleyakt Est now has an alliance co guild right here on Earth and Ring. We now have a home for our alliance alts. So go ahead, grab your old human and night elf characters, or roll up one of them new allied races and get your butts into that alliance guild. It's as easy as ever to get an invite. Just drop your character app in the system and jump in the Alliance side Blizzard community or the LFO channel in Discord and an officer will hook you right up. It's true. I've heard the voice of Azeroth and she cries out in glee that we finally brought balance to the factions. For the Horde and the Alliance. Buxley may arrive with spare parts. Buxley here to answer your World of Warcraft questions in this edition of Ask Buxley. This time we have a phone call. Dear Buxley, I am submitting my application to be an intern for Ask Buxley. I believe I will be an excellent research assistant for you. I know all about Ezeroeth, and I can prove it. The Alliance has a city named Stormwine, and their leader is Van Ryan Ryan. One of the major figures is Jaina Prudamori, and she casts lots of spells and is really angry right now, so you should kind of stay away from her. Other Alliance cities include Iron Forgy and the Exodar, and a great big burnt out tree, which used to be called Darnacestus. The Horty city is Ogramari, and their leader is Cyril Vanas Van Reinarner. One of the major figures is there is an orc named Thiral, and we haven't seen him for a while. Oh, and I know the other Horty cities too. There's Thunder Bluf, there's Underside High, and Slaver Moo on Side High. As you can see, I would make an excellent intern. I, I expect to hear from you really soon. Uh, no. Thanks for your application. If you'd like to know what I've been up to every day, follow Ask Buxley on Twitter. If you like the segment, please take the time and rate it on iTunes. So, uh, like, did I get the job? Missing portals cause controversy and creative callouts. It's the Orly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. Any change to the world of Azeroth is bound to have detractors. Sometimes the alterations lead to a furious backlash, but in the case of the new portal consolidation, the response has been of a more subtle and subversive nature on both sides of the conflict. ODN decided to investigate these responses. I first used a stealth drone to observe the portal room in Stormwind. What was curious to me is what I found on several walls where there were no active portals. One wall had Gilneas etched in calligraphy, along with a cryptic platform nine and three quarters. Another was lit softly with wisp light, had a banner labeled Remember, and was strewn with flowers, top hats, and oddly what looked like a single pair of orcish shoulder pads. Saddened, I withdrew the drone and headed to Orgrimmar. In the Horde portal room, I found more creative work. On one bare wall was scrawled, Stoneard closed due to slee stacks. Another had a small door drawn by the floor with pretty elvish lettering above saying Malkovich. But the final wall was the angriest. It had the words Triumph written in blue and Huge Success written in orange. Both phrases, however, were almost covered by a sloppy circle of red paint with a diagonal line slashed across the words. I finished the day by trying to buy a piece of cake advertised at a bakery in the drag, only to be told they had sold out. Lesson of the day, there are many ways to be disappointed in Azeroth. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs>